Welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, in today's uh, interview, I will be uh, reconnecting with a very dear student I'd worked with in 2000, ages ago, it seems, 2016. And, and you'll be uh, graduating in 2021. So here's Simran Arora. She went to Amity International School. And that's when I've uh, gotten to know her. And uh, pursuing her interests, she sort of uh, was very passionate about all the things that she brought to the table during those high school years. And we'll talk about her application cycle also during this uh, application process during this 15-20 minute session. But first things first, Simran, you've been in college for roughly three years now. Uh, what was it like when you first started at Claremont McKenna? Did it meet your expectations? And how did you settle in? What resources did you use? Okay, so firstly, thank you for having me and thank you for doing this. It's very interesting. I was, it's great fun to hear about other students as well. Um, yeah, so I've been, I'm a, I just finished my junior year at CMC and it was interesting because obviously being international students, we don't get to visit before applying because of how our summers work and things like that. But um, my experience was particularly challenging because I broke my foot right before CMC started. So in August, I was going to fly for our orientation. And my, I broke my foot like two days before I was supposed to fly out. Um, and I always tell the story because I think it is in times of challenges when you see how people around you are responding to you, especially an institution, that you sort of learn about that they actually care about you as an individual. So it was definitely challenging as an international student figuring out like doctor appointments and things like that. My very first, you know, week or month so in America. But yeah, it was that was the biggest challenge, I think. But CMC is such a great institution, especially because it's so small and it's so community like. So I had my dean who would know when my appointments were and then you know, that week when I'll bump into her, she's like, oh, did you go to your appointment this week? What happened? Stuff like that. So I think it was definitely challenging going as an international student, especially someone who wasn't able to walk at that point of time properly and had all these new things, insurance claims and things like that to figure out. But it was a great experience. And even in yeah, terms of- it was definitely a unique story. Never had anyone <laughs> go to college. And in my mind, since that's the time when we met, uh, in my mind, oh, I was about to ask you, you know, uh, how's your foot? <laughs> but it's been three years. It has so, been three years. <laughs> but I'm glad that, uh, you know, the community, the whole beauty of the small community and a liberal arts college uh, makes uh, makes you feel so not just welcome, but cared for uh, the abundance in terms of mindset people carry with them. And how did this same feeling or something even more special started kicking in in terms of advisors that you met or even seniors uh, and in terms of academics and even extracurricular choices that you made in CMC. So I think I'd like to begin to answer your question by thanking you because I know like at your office I met you know like and the events you did that I've met like seniors or like upperclassmen who already went to CMC and because you guys connected me with them, I was able to have those conversations even before I stepped foot into 
the college and sort of get a sense of what the college would be like and also just you know like have disclaimers and like things to look forward to or like their lessons like mistakes they made and sort of learn from that as well so that was interesting and um i know like again so most colleges will have an academic advisor what becomes special about a smaller liberal arts college is that you'll have multiple people who care about you and get to know you on a deep personal level that they would then become invested in your journey so whether it could be a professor you've taken multiple like classes with or done research with which was the case for me freshman year my professor who had a class with freshman year has been my advisor and mentor sort of all throughout four years of college and she'll be the one i do my senior thesis with so it kind of comes full circle but other than that there are obviously also like seniors you meet whether in india or you know through the activities and affinity groups that the college sort of creates so that's also a good thing about having affinity groups that you they assign you to mentors or guides your very first year so you have people to sort of ask questions with and form relationships with that last you all this while um in fact last week i connected with a mentor of mine who was my mentor my freshman year and she graduated things like that but also just people who are working with you so like deans who it's not their job to be your mentor or advisor like you know one on one or invest so much time with you but they still care about you enough to do that and even just professors like i professors you've taken like one of my professors that who i know like i really have a good bond with teachers calculus and i was psychology major that was just one ge class i had to get out of the way but things like that yes there there are a lot of people so as a psychology major did you go thinking that you would be pursuing psychology or did it evolve and finally sort of decided to do it so i knew psychology was always set like going in i was like i'm going to be a psychology major that was set what i always like was constantly like thinking about was like do i want to do a double or dual major do i want to add international relations to it and uh, the beauty of being in a consortium is that i could also major in like the in a major that is offered by the other five cs so pitzer has another major that i was interested in so as any college student i went through my own journey of second guessing myself thinking about other things and you know if i want to change it or do something different but i have actually surprisingly stuck to psychology all these four years so yeah yeah so and tell us a little bit about different tracks in psychology and obviously you can make it more granular so in your mind how did you make those choices which classes upper level classes and then what did you do with it like what kind of internships or even on campus jobs had some sort of connection to psych or even if not then how do you use your psych knowledge to of course do well there yeah so i think um again psychology is a really big field and you can take it in any way you want you can do organizational psychology and then which would open the door for like working with larger organizations and helping them with different things you could take it in a research way where it's more 
in terms of neuroscience and um, or cognitive research or any kind of research that you're interested with in um for me i knew i always wanted to work with kids and that was just something i knew that i that's where my passion lies over the past 3 years what my trajectory has taken is that going in i did not know what exactly in psychology i wanted to do because there's so much you can do you can things like being a school counselor or being you know a therapist or being a educate like a special educator and things like that so it was over the 3 years that even though i i'm pursuing my bachelor's in psychology i decided to actually switch gears not a lot but a little bit to finally realizing that i want to work in education as a field um in terms of extracurriculars and stuff from the very first day i i we have those club fairs right where all the clubs are there and i sort of just jumped right in i know i signed up for anything i was remotely interested in and i was like i'll sign up for it now go for the first few meetings see if i like it and if i don't i can always respectfully email them and be like you know i don't think i want to be a part of this but through that mindset going in with that mindset freshman year i was able to sort of give myself ex- exposure to multiple organizations on campus multiple clubs and it was overwhelming because there was so much and my email box was always just buzzing with things but it was nice it was great and um, one of those was like uh, the cmc psychology club which gave me the opportunity to work with the department um, very closely so i started a freshman year as a social media director or something yeah i don't even remember what my exact position was and now i'm the president of the club so i'm running it and again been working very closely with professors for the last one year and another beauty of psychology is that you get to do research with professors one on one and work in research labs so um i think my sophomore so can you tell us a little bit about see your favorite class or the you know in most interesting research that you worked on yeah so um my freshman year this is i decided to take an upper level course which was insane because i was the only freshman in that class everyone else was a senior or a junior and i walked in there like a baby not knowing anything um and it was extremely challenging especially because i went in like having gone to a cbse school and cbse doesn't really teach us you know like academic writing or like research writing and how to do research so not only like i i had had one semester this was my spring semester but that class um i mentioned that because it was such a challenge that it kind of i learned so much and it set the trajectory for the rest of my four years at college because i was my professor was also extremely supportive like i remember going into her office and being like you know i think i should drop this class like i everyone else is a senior and she's like so you can do it why how does it matter what grade they're in and yeah so i think that that was one class that really impacted me and sort of boosted my self confidence as well great so i'm going to um, you know talk i want want you to tell us a little bit more about the other opportunities like the cravels lab for social impact and 
other things outside the Claremont network that you were part of uh, during summers? Uh, if you, I don't know, if, sure if you did study abroad or yeah, I did. So yeah, go ahead. Let us know. Yeah. So um, I thankfully over the over the summers of college have had the ability to have a really like global experience. So my first summer, I spent um, eight weeks in Indonesia. So I was teaching kids English in a remote village in Indonesia, which was really exciting. It was really cool. And I was there as a English a sec second language teacher, which was really fun. And then I kind of really enjoyed getting a different exposure to a completely different culture. Because oftentimes, especially as Indians already in America, we think we're already abroad. So what's the point of pursuing things that are even outside of America? So then my one of my semesters, I decided to study abroad in Denmark, which was phenomenal because their education system is just beyond belief, like anything we can imagine. And there I had the opportunity to work with children who were refugees or came in as asylum seekers and, you know, take learn Danish, which was really cool and just get this really different experience. So getting a global experience has really helped. Last summer, I decided to come back to Delhi and intern in Delhi because as we know with OPT being constantly changing, I was like, this is something I want to see how it feels and see how it is. So I was working with a nonprofit in Delhi and I was living at home, which was challenging initially having lived outside of home for the first few summers but um that was really fun and i was doing research with for the nonprofit in delhi that i was working with fascinating i think you've seized all opportunities right from yeah. being in uh, like away from your comfort zone in a village in indonesia like i visit indonesia and i know it's such a vast country yeah uh, if you're away from jakarta you could be in the middle of nowhere literally so that's uh, amazing and also uh, your study abroad what was so unique about the Danish education system, if you compare it with the US college system? I think it was also um, very different because, as I said, I was going in, my experience was CBSE student in India, liberal arts student in America, and then Denmark. So I had like my um, experience in America almost as a buffer in between. But it was insane because they, we visited kindergartens that were like in the middle of a forest. So it's called a forest kindergarten. Or um, there are, I remember in 10th, there was this class we visited in 10th grade where they said they the kids were brewing beer as a part of a chemistry experiment. Um, yeah, and so like just the uniqueness of it, their ability to, I was assisting in a the, like fifth grade, once a week I'd go there. And the first time I walked in, everyone had their own Chromebook. And they were sometimes working, like, you know, sometimes they just go and search songs on YouTube or do their own thing. And I was shocked. I was like, in school, if I did not, if I wasn't paying attention, the teacher would call me out like that second. <laughs> and even in college, because it's just like 10 to 20 people in class, like professors can see what you're doing. So you can't be on your phone doing something else or you can't be um, you know not paying attention but they're like fifth graders were they were given the agency and the freedom to kind of do their own thing 
Great. Uh, so tell us a little bit about why you're going next. You know, the goals that you've set for yourself. You'll be graduating in a year. Uh, what's next? Um, it's kind of interesting because with COVID, we don't really know what's next. It's like we just take, we'll just take it as it comes. But um, it's ideally, I want to like continue working in education. So this summer, I am interning with the International Rescue Committee, and I'm working with the office in San Diego. But I'm, I mean, I'm doing it remotely. I'm doing it online. So hopefully, I hope that I get to like continue working for nonprofits and organizations for at least a little while before I go to grad school. Um, but yeah, that's the plan for now to be like working for nonprofits in the education sector. Super. Now I'm going to switch gears and ask you a few rapid, rapid fire questions. Yeah. Uh, if uh, you know, wake up tomorrow and everything's back to normal, there's the COVID vaccine has uh, a vaccine for COVID is working. Yeah. Everyone's kind of uh, and it's available and everything's uh, hunky dory. What are the things that you really think you would want to do and you crave to do because of this lockdown? What are the two or three things you would? Do? What are the two or three things I would do? Interesting. Oh, I would go for a brunch with friends. That would be one thing that I've craved. I would also like, I would just like to go to a coffee shop and study. Because I think we had to give final exams sitting at home, which was insane because I've not studied at home in like three, four years. And I don't like, it's just not a space that I, you know, associate with being productive anymore. So I would just like to like go work at a coffee shop. But hopefully, I hope that I get to fly back to the US and be on campus again with friends and just hang out in my dorm room. Yeah. Great. Uh, another one. So if you were to kind of identify three adjectives that define your strengths, which three would you pick? Ajun, now you're making this a job interview. <laughs> But um, I would say that I'm very honest and genuine in my approach to anything. Um, I'm very passionate, and if it's something I'm passionate about, I'm a very I'm very hardworking, and I'm very like diligent in my approach to all things. So I guess great. So. One more. I don't know if it's the last, but this is one more. Uh, tell us anything that a reflection from a disappointment, failure, mistake embarrassment from high school through pretty much now oh god there's so many i don't know <laughs> um, i think yeah i think this one sort of would be a good one for this podcast being rejected from jobs or internships or even like on campus jobs it has always been interesting because in high school we don't really get rejected that much because it's such a close-knit environment and things like that but yeah, getting those emails one after the other when like internships are either either they just they're canceling internships or you didn't make it or you weren't just want the right fit. That always has been almost like a setback and like not know how to kind of feel about it. I started just joking about it and um one of my friends actually did this thing where she would print out rejection letters and put them up on her pin board as a joke. And, but then I was like, I would just keep looking at it and getting sad. So that's been one thing. Like this one time I had to archive an email because it would show up on my 
phone every time i was scrolling through it and i was like i don't think i want to deal with this but so getting those rejections has been hard but in the end you always figure something out and you find something right so i think uh, it's it's good that you mentioned this because uh, one of the follow up questions that comes to mind is of course there's so much disappointment in the world right now especially young people missing out on school also wait sorry can i yeah sure yeah sorry Yeah, I'm so sorry. Welcome back. Uh, so uh, there's so much disappointment. There's kids who are graduating from high school, kids graduating from college, uh, and also kids who are losing their internships. How do you deal with disappointment and uncertainty? What advice would you give people who have uh, been handed out a raw deal? I think it is really disappointing, definitely, and. like um i always like to think about the fact that we're so privileged in terms of at least still having to be like have our friends and family be okay and be surrounded by family and i think that's the most important thing but also i just always like to think about the next thing like i'm like if i always have like multiple backup options but also just think about another organization i could email another person i could connect with and sort of try and just how i like to look at it is just exposure and experiences that i'm just you know like living and that's the best part like if you look at it in terms of an experience whether short or long as a part of a larger journey that is your life then it just becomes a part of it and not your whole life Right. and i think that's that's an important distinction to make and also i was thinking how it kind of is a good question for the future especially for like people who are applying for jobs or even like students who'll be meeting with college representatives because now you're able to ask them that how did your institution or your organization respond to covid and how they respond to it sort of it's almost how i see it is like a filter system cuz you see where they where their priorities are so if the college is still putting in effort to somehow give you a sense of what the experience would be like somehow you know like sending you emails and being communicative then you know that they value your input and they value that you're feeling secure in your choices well said uh, i think uh, uh, definitely uh, it definitely makes everyone reflect organizations people students uh, these are awkward and odd times in history but yes uh, the point about knowing there's so much worse off many people are 
on this planet and having and hope for everyone and working towards that would be a great idea and creating yeah. a future together once things do become better yeah and i think the good part has been like seeing people like in my age group or like high schoolers sort of seeing this as an opportunity to step out and help people especially in india right now we're seeing like migrant workers so just like acknowledging yes that you know like we all have so much at stake and everyone is disappointed for some reason or the other but still trying to spread positivity and help others and i think seeing people do that especially like high school kids or like people who in my age group sort of this generation has been really so you've done some very interesting like work in education and social impact in multiple countries and locations uh so that empathy towards social causes is clearly there it's demonstrated uh but do you think the world should know of a few people who are doing great work or in general authors even professors some influences in this sort of realm yeah definitely i think it's also always important to read like that's what i've been using my quarantine so i would mention bell hooks i think she is like anything that she's written is amazing and she's written not just about like education but just about life love and her insights as like as an african american woman have been amazing so that is one person i would recommend another like i think my biggest thing would be not not more so a person but just i am a big advocate for like reading like whether it's the new york times or like the new yorker or, like just reading opinion articles or different articles in that i think that gives you such a broad sense of the social issues and also like what how different people approach it and view it that's fantastic just getting to know how your mind works and the insights that you shared with us uh, are truly going to be very useful for our students who are listening in so thank you simran looking forward to uh, future success and uh, hopefully your graduation will be with all the bells and whistles on campus next year we hope fingers are crossed thank you so much thank you then